part, or our, or our part. Ephesians chapter 4, and looking at verse 16, the scripture there says, mm, let's not start at 16. That's, that's a sentence. It's not starting in sentence. I'm weird like that. Let's look at, start at verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping, equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and the cunning uh, craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. In verse 16, for whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Too often, brethren burn out because other brethren won't help out. What about you? Are you doing your part in the work of the local congregation, this congregation here? And here's something I want us to think about as well. Some of us are further along in our Christian walk than others. Some of us have been members of the body for a long time, and yet we're still we're still on milk. We haven't gotten to the, that, that meat. And I would I'm not gonna say, well, that's fine. It's not. But if you are at that point, okay, let's let's work on that together. <clears throat> let's help each other grow. But understand, I am not going to be where you're at because I'm in a different part of my walk right now than you are. You might be further along than I am. Be like the geese. Come back and get me. Help me. Let me let me do. Let let uh, I'm gonna let you do some work and let me. Uh, I'm saying this wrong. Let me go for some. Let me do some work as well. Maybe it's because you're not letting me do anything. You do everything. And you're not giving me a chance to work. Or maybe maybe I don't know what to do because you're always leading. Or maybe, um, I don't know, you fill in the blank. I, I was thinking about when I was reading that. I was thinking about this morning when I was taking my PT test. And I had a young man who was much younger, much younger, much younger than me. And I say, I think he was 21. And I was like, um, I said, we well, yeah, I got 12 laps to run. Probably, probably lap seven. Come and, you know, start pacing me. Okay, do you all understand what pacing means? It means that you're just maybe a few, few steps in front of me, right? Or you're on the side of me. He was way up there. I was like, that's not, I kept saying, that's not pacing me. Good thing Cameron was there to yell at me and tell me to keep on going. He was standing on the side, not running with me. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. No, that's what I with you. He was way in front of me. And I said, man, that is not pacing. I can't catch up with you. Uh, you got fresh legs. You just got out here. I've been running all this time. You ever feel that way sometimes? Like you're being left behind by other Christians sometimes. You just, and, 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 and it's no, no fault of either one. You just, you know, I'm, I'm further ahead. I need to turn around. You need to turn around sometimes and help that person. Don't try to pull them up to where you're at. Meet them where they're at and help them along. We all need that sometimes. We all need that. 
Any any comments on that before we move on? No, y'all don't you don't like to comment in this class. That's all right. I'm just just asking any comments. Russ, you got any comments, brother? All right. Just want to make sure, brother. Court, you got something? All right. Just saying. Want to make sure everyone gets a chance to speak. Well, here's here's lesson four from the geese. Geese encourage those who lead. So they not only share the burden. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. We didn't. Um, yes, we did. We, we got to that part. Geese encourage those who lead. Here's a fact. The geese flying in formation honk. I'm not asking anybody to honk. But the geese in formation honk to encourage those up front to keep up their speed. It is unlikely to be complaining that they are going the wrong way. It is unlikely to be um, any type of complaining that the person is going the wrong way, that the geese is going the wrong way, or the goose. Here's a lesson. We need to make sure honking is encouraging. How many times we heard geese honking out here in the parking lot on the side? And it's tired of it. You ever feel that way sometimes? I know. I'll tell you. Yes, sir. I am talking about for you folks at home. I'm so glad you didn't hear. Uh, <laughs> nothing bad. I, I'm talking about us as Christians honking with one another, not sitting in your car honking at the person. But then going green. Um, I'm thinking about uh, are those ravens? I keep wanting to call them crows, but man, they're so big. That's that's the first thing I thought about when I got here. I was like, I those can't be crows. Those have to be ravens, and they're so big, they're so noisy at times. Those and the uh, those little black birds with the white breast, magpies. They sit they sit in our trees at my squadron. I mean, a lot of them. One started a fire this summer because it ran into a uh, transformer and hit it so hard, it it fell and started a, a fire in our field. And so and it, it was funny because all the mad pies from the front, I work in the back of my building, flew over our building and landed in the back of our building and just stayed there and just like they were having a convention or something like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about being annoying. I'm not talking about nitpicking about what our leaders or other members of the congregation are doing. I'm talking about being encouraging. In groups, there is uh, encouragement that produces much. In groups where there is encouragement, the production is much greater. The power of encouragement, and while I'm reading this, turn if you're still in Ephesians chapter 4. The power of encouragement is to stand by one's heart or core values and encourage the heart and core of others. It's a quality of honking we seek, that type of honking, not with your, your car. Such should be purpose, the purpose of our words or our honking, our encouragement, is to build each other up. Ephesians 4.29. Someone have that? Please read nice and loud. Anyone? Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. You know what a comma does? Those of y'all that were teachers, I, I, this is what we teach our kids. It's a natural pause, right? You let no corrupt word come out of your mouth. Then I feel like I got to take a breath to say, but what is good for necessary edification? 
We have to work on it. All of us do. I do. I have to make sure that the things that come out of my mouth are to build up. And when they haven't, I need to make sure that I analyze that, I think about it. You know what? What I said was not, that wasn't good. Let me go back and correct that. We have to work on that. And you may, if any of you are sitting here saying, well, I don't have to work on that. I'm good. Then maybe you need to take a second look. It's, it's, it's kind of like um, I asked a question two days ago in the class I was teaching. You ever have that family member? No, it was yesterday, class I was teaching. You ever have that family member that when you go home for Thanksgiving, you, you know you know that person is going to be on everybody's nerves. You know that one person, right? And I had two people saying, oh, I don't, I don't have that. Then someone, before I could say it, somebody else said, well, you, you must be that person, you know? <laughs> I didn't say it. They did. But, you know, we all have to self-examine ourselves. Turn to Colossians 4, 6. Thanks for reading, brother. Colossians 4, 6. Someone else may read nice and loud, please. <clears throat> Colossians Chapter 4, verse 6. Let your speech always be with grace. Take a pause. Season with salt. What does salt do to food? Make it taste better. Right? There's another scripture that, that talks about salt and that it, once it loses its, its flavor, what do you do with it? Toss it out. We need to make sure that the words that we're using with one another, and it's something we have to work on. I know we do. It's flavorful. That is uplifting one another. That is encouraging. I, Jaylee Jackson, have to work at that. And I'm working, I'm trying to work hard at that. I have to take a, um, my commander, my commander's um, call sign, believe it or not, is anchor. We're in Anchorage, but he already had it. His call sign, he's a fighter pilot. It's an anchor. It's anchor. And um, there's something that one of my other officers, one of the officers said at a little conference we were in, and we were actually talking about this. It's, 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 it's funny how much spirituality comes out in the things that we talk about at work, but no one wants to talk about the Bible. It's just, it's just funny to me, and so I, I just run with it. But one of the officers said, you know, we all should do like, like our boss and take a anchor pause because it is, he loves these awkward, um, this awkward silence that he does. You will ask him a question, you come up with all this information, and then you're just sitting there, just you and him, and he's looking at you like this. Do you see how awkward that is? And we just got real silent. And it will go on and on. I don't know what to do. At least the first time I didn't. And then, like, all this intelligence comes out. The things that he says is like, oh, okay, well, yes, sir, I, I agree with that. And we call that an anchor pause. We're in Anchorage. And we, were, we, have, we, we give our guests little anchors now. So I would suggest to you to take an anchor pause. Remember I said, I talked about a few weeks ago, what if we could be like the radio, radio, uh, not stations, but radio 
Yeah, radio stations or radio newscasters from days ago when a person would say something or a noise would happen or something would happen and there was a five-second delay that they could press a button and get rid of whatever it was and you would never even know. Well, we have that. It's called, called closing our mouths because what comes out of here first starts here. You know, it really does. And sometimes we don't even give ourselves to think clearly and it's out of our mouth, but it still starts here. We need to make sure that we are doing that. I, Jaylee Jackson, have to do that. To give a bumper sticker another meaning, hunk if you love Jesus and his brethren. I haven't, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one, but maybe you have. I know Court's probably seen it. Geese care for one another. Here's a fact. When a goose gets sick, wounded, or shot down, this was not true what I saw in Arkansas, but everywhere else I've seen it. Two geese drop out of formation and follow it down to help protect it. They stay with they stay with it until it dies or is able to fly again. Then they launch out with another formation or catch up with the flock. Now, what I have seen here, before we get to the to the lesson, what I have seen here since we've been been living here is that the the gaggle that's on the ground while they're eating, there's always one or two that's up looking around, watching out. And then when that one goes down to eat, the other one lifts his head. We, call, we talked about that already in here, being in the Air Force, a good wingman, you know, in the Army, being a good soldier, uh, you know, watching out for one another, or battle buddy. That's, that's what a uh, brother said. Being a good battle buddy. We need to watch out for one another. We need to help each other not head down that road of sin. We need to help each other be encouraged. But we can't do that if we never spend any time except on Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon with one another. When I see you in the store, I don't avoid you. You know, I saw uh, Danny way over there. And I could have been like, oh, no. I don't know if I want to talk to him outside the church building. Sounds comical because I know people do that. I don't know if that happens here, but I know that people do that because I've been told that. I couldn't go talk to her today. She was, mm-mm. I couldn't talk to him today. I, he talked too much. You know, I, I'll be standing in this store and won't be able to get anything done. You know? I knew a sister. I knew a sister when we were living in Florida. I don't know how. I saw her in every store I was in. I'm like, she was in every store. And I knew when I saw her, it was going to be about 30 minutes. Every time. But every time she needed some help with prayer or something that she was going through. So I didn't go, I didn't go, oh, I'm going to spend 30 minutes with her. I have other stuff to do. I was like, well, let me just put my basket to the side because I know this is going to be about 30 minutes. Let me sit down and talk. Let me talk with her. I don't know. Well, she, she might, I'm, maybe I'm supposed to be here today. So when I saw you, brother, I didn't do that. I was like, that's my brother. I was like, who is that with him? Maybe that's his, maybe that's his son that I haven't met yet, that I've been hearing all about. And sure enough, that's who it was. So I went over and met him, right? And and we had a great conversation. And I didn't take up his time. And because of you, instead of me getting the little small garlic over here, I saw elephant garlic right there. And that's what I used to cook some pulled pork last weekend. So thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And see, it benefited those that got a chance to eat it. Um, The lesson is if we have as much sense as geese, we will still, oh, excuse me, we will stand by each other in difficult times as well as when we are strong. Another benefit in working together 
is a duty of spirit. Um, another benefit in working together is a duty of spiritual brethren, brothers and sisters, that is. Ecclesiastes 4.10, I feel like we read that, but if someone would please read that for me nice and loud. Ecclesiastes 4.10, and I'll be getting Galatians chapter 6. Ephesians 4, not Ephesians, Ecclesiastes 4.10. Hopefully I said that. For if they fall. So what if you don't have a companion with you, brother, and you're falling? What's going to happen to you? <clears throat> Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have no one to help you up. That, that answers the question for those that didn't hear you online. I was thinking also with that. So thank you all for your prayers for my stepfather. He is home now. Uh, he ended up having a, a herniated disc and it after talking to my mom the other day, what it seems like is it, this has been a, a slow progression of it because he's often complained about his back hurting and things like that, and something aggravated it the, the weekend before he ended up in, in the hospital having surgery, and it was, pull, it was touching his spine. And so it was causing his whole right side to go paralyzed, and it was slowly getting worse and worse and worse. And so he ended up having to, he went to the hospital, and um, they did the surgery, He's not 100% yet, but he's able to move almost everything but maybe pick up his right um, leg. But he's going to rehab, and they have a nurse at home. My mom was telling me, because I was like, um, so tell me, like, the whole story. Because we actually been communicating more through text messages because it's four hours, they're four hours ahead of us, and she's working during the day. You know, you, you can get it. You can guess it. You have family members down. <clears throat> Lower 48. So we've been communicating somewhat that way. We've talked a little bit, and she's been tired. Um, but I talked to her on Sunday, and she said that um, just before we came back to evening worship, she was telling me all about it and what had happened, and she said, you know, I was going to take him to the ER by myself, but something told me, let me call someone else. So she called um, their preacher, um, and he came up. And he said, she said, they got him out of the car, and they were trying to walk towards the door. And he stepped down but couldn't get his balance and started to fall. And he yelled out um, the, the preacher's name, uh, Ben. I think his, yeah, his name is Ben. He called Ben's name out, and Ben was able to be there to catch him. My mom said, there is no way. My mom is right here. She's a little uh, small lady. My stepfather is up here very, very tall and um, kind of a big man. Uh, I'm so glad he was there. My mom said, she said that he was taking a bath and he couldn't get out. And she said, I don't know how you're going to get out of here. I'm going to have to get the uh, ambulance or something like that. We need help. And it's, it's great for those of us that are married, we have help. It's great if we have siblings because maybe we have help. I, I think I'm understanding more so what scripture says when it's talking about, you know, how there's somebody, a friend closer than, than your brother. Because sometimes our siblings, maybe not 
maybe, just maybe, may not be as close as friends are, but it's great to have other people with you. It's great when we, we're, we're going to have a ladies, day, a ladies retreat here real soon. And it's to encourage the ladies here. We're going to have a men's retreat later on this year to encourage the men. We're doing something for the youth, to do the youth form to encourage the young people, younger people. We're going to have a lectureship here to encourage not only this congregation, but all the Christians that decide to attend and those that are not members of the body. First, for those that are members of the body, to encourage them, to help encourage one another, to edify one another. And for those that aren't members of the body, to encourage them to take that step. Or at least have an interest in, well, what is this about? Because I promise you, more people than just the members of the Church of Christ are going to know about this lectureship. If I have anything to do with it, I want to make sure, because we want to make sure people know about Christ. But I'll tell you this. It makes no sense to go and tell other people about Christ, about God, about the Holy Spirit, about how, what God has done for us if we are not coming together ourselves. So that's why we do these things that we're doing here at this congregation and all the different events, not just so we can have fun. It's great to have fun with brothers and sisters in Christ. I have more fun at the, uh, at the uh, good timers. I don't want to say come to good timers because it's a good time, but it is a good time. I have a great time there. A great time than I would have with, say, on Monday as a, a day where, um, at least my wing, I don't even know if maintenance is doing it, but in my wing, it's called a squadron discretionary day. Basically, it's a day we get together and we have a few meetings, and then everybody's going to go down to Alaska to go skiing. I mean, that might sound fun to lots of people, but hanging around non-Christians is no fun to me. It really isn't. So everybody's going to be down there drinking. And even though they're going to be skiing and stuff, I just, I know that's going to happen. They always are wanting, wanting to get together to drink. And I just, I don't, I don't have any joy in that. I have more joy in coming here or spending time with one of you all or with a bunch of you all drinking some coffee or eating lunch together or drinking some lemonade. I don't know. You fill it in. Eating some good food or just sitting around talking like we do on Tuesday night in a circle about stuff that goes on in our lives because we get it. We're together. We have this bond. We're trying to be like those geese, you know, forming this V and lifting each other up. We have to spend more time with one another. And so I encourage you, and then I encourage you to tell others about the events that we have here, the things that are going on. There are people that are sitting here right now that do things that you don't ever know about. That sometimes I get a, I get to see because I'm sometimes here in the building. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know somebody did that. And I won't say what and who it is, because that's their blessing that they're giving to, to the congregation. Get involved. Get involved with one another. So then, when we bring people here, when we have guests, people that, like the young man, there's a young man that visited with us this past Sunday and the Sunday before. If you would like his name, his phone number, and his email address, and his, his address to write him, he gave that all to us. I will gladly give it to you after this class. I have a copy sitting in the office back there. He said last Sunday, I needed to go to church. And since y'all are right around the corner, I decided to come here. And then he said, I like what I saw last Sunday, so I came back again. That's what we need. We need people to be interested. But guess what? Just because we have a sign out there doesn't mean people are just going to come in. 
So I offer to you this as we close class. Let's get to know each other better. Even if you've been here for a long time, there's somebody you don't know here. Somebody you haven't talked to. Somebody that doesn't sit on your side of the pew or side of the building. Let's do more of reaching across the aisle, getting to know one another. Secondly, let's do better at encouraging one another and watching the things we say. And if we say something wrong or we, we, we know that, that that didn't, whatever just transpired didn't go right, let's make it right. Be the bigger person. Thirdly, getting back, get into God's word or get back into it every day. Have something that you've read, something that you've studied, something that encourages you. Talk to someone that's going to help encourage you about God's word. So then, fourthly, when someone is interested, you're on fire about the Lord. Yes, let me tell you about him. I don't know everything, but this is what I do know. If you are a member of the body of Christ, you know what allowed you or what what caused you to come to Christ. So tell that story. Tell them why you came, what God has done, what he is doing, and what you know he's going to do for you and those that love him. Because I'm telling you, even though we live in this world that we do, people are still interested. People are searching. They are. By instinct, God gave geese the wisdom to succeed in their flight and migration. By his word and by his creation, God gives us wisdom to succeed in our spiritual journey. Galatians 6, starting at verse 1, says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Let's do that, you all. Let's work hard at that. Let's work hard at it. God wants us to. God wants us to love one another. We can't have this proper relationship if we don't have a great relationship here. And we can't have the right type of relationship here if we don't have this relationship right. It's the last class tonight, right, brother? We got a new quarter starting. I thank you all. Thank you all for coming. Yes, sir. Tell us about it, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got that, brother. <laughs> I just got that one right there. <laughs> and if you are watching us online, you haven't had a chance to come and visit with us so you can hear the things that are going on, come on down and visit us. If you are somewhere in the lower 48 or over in England or in Germany like I've seen when I've been at home sick and see who's watching, you know, pay us a visit when you get a chance. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord God in heaven, we we are so grateful to you, Lord, that you allowed us to be here. Lord, you're so wonderful, and we take you for granted. And we're sorry that we do, and we ask that you forgive us that we do that. Help this congregation. Help us. Help us as the church. Help the church worldwide to come together more. Help us, Lord, to get into your word, <clears throat> to study it more fully, so that we can tell others how wonderful you are, how awesome, how how majestic. Lord, it's so beautiful to know that you love us the way you do. And we love you. And we, we hope that we can show you that each and every day. Bless us now as we go into our time of devotion and that you may be pleased with what we have to offer. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you all again for attending class.